Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is Issues 2021. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Kansas State Treasurer Lynn Rogers. Welcome to Issues 2021, Lynn. Well, thanks, Steve. Good to talk to you. Let's uh, begin with some background. Where are you from? Well, I, uh, I grew up on a farm originally in Nebraska, but we've been Wichita residents uh, since 1985. We moved, uh, we, my wife and I were newly married and came to work for the farm credit system and have been there ever since. Now, was your first political position on the Wichita Board of Education? Yes. Um, I actually uh, helped organize the parents for our first bond issue in the year 2000. And uh, when Jean Schodorf was elected to the Senate, I, uh, she asked if I would serve on the school board. So that's when I ran, served there from uh, 2001 to uh, the middle of 2018. So what, what made you decide you wanted to get involved in politics then? Well, you know, being involved, uh, being a school board member was really a fun job. Uh, I always thought my payday was graduation day and, and uh, you know, hearing pomp and circumstance because it was so exciting to see the kids go on to their next step. But uh, being uh, originally, it was because we helped pass the bond issue. I wanted to make sure that all the projects that we promised to Kansans uh, got done. And, and, of course, they did. And, and then we also passed the 2008 bond issue, and we made sure that those were all done. And and uh, and so I really became a believer in, in public education and really had no intention to go anything beyond that. I loved serving my community and, and you know, working and living in, in Wichita. And, uh, you know, then I had an opportunity to run for the Senate when um, Kansas State Senate, when uh, had a, le- uh, a senator who really didn't believe in public ed and, and I wanted to stand up for it and, and uh, was fortunate to, to get elected to that. Okay, that's my next question. Fill in the, the next space. Uh, tell us about your political career leading up to your current job as state treasurer. As state treasurer. Well, you know, I like I said, I really didn't have any intent to run for anything in Topeka. I, I visited it often, you know, as a banker and and uh, felt like, uh, you know, just they just did things kind of differently. And, and But I had an opportunity to stand up for public ed, and so I ran and fortunately was elected in uh, uh, November of 2016 and served as a senator from 2017 and 2018 sessions. Um, and I had the good fortune of sitting in the back row of the Senate next to then Senator Kelly. And she had announced in uh, 17 that she was running for governor. And, and uh, she leaned over early in the spring of 2018 and said, what are you doing this summer? Do you, you want to run for lieutenant governor? Well, I run for governor. And, and uh, I said, sure, what, what could possibly happen? And so uh, we, we ran together. And, and uh, again, it was kind of fun getting back to traveling. I, as farm credit, I traveled 
all over western Kansas and worked with farmers and ranchers. And and then, uh, you know, we were elected and uh, had the privilege of serving as lieutenant governor and uh, got to do what we call the Office of Rural Prosperity. We worked with Rural Kansas and found the needs for that we really have to improve our broadband, our housing, our child care in, in our rural areas if we want them to grow. And then um, in December of uh, last year, the governor called me into her office and, and said, uh, would you consider being the Kansas State Treasurer? And uh, that, that office was opening up because a, a previous occupant had been elected to Congress. And you know, it really kind of fit my skill set, and I said, sure, I would try to, I would do that, and so walked across the street and became the state treasurer. I'm sure there are some people who's out there listening right now and say, wait a minute, uh, uh, how often do we have a Democrat elected governor in Kansas? Well, I can tell you, it's, it is not that uh, rare for have, we have a Democratic governor, we've had quite a few of those over the past several years. Yeah, it is. Kansas has been very um, moderate in the sense of, of making sure both parties have an opportunity, and I think it's to me, it's one of the best things about it is that it really lets everybody approach things. Um, you know, anytime one party has total power, um, you know, I don't think we get the best uh, legislative work. And, and uh, there has been a number of opportunities the last two years where I think uh, legislative bills have gotten much better because the legislature negotiated with the governor and vice versa, and, and they uh, really helped to serve Kansans better. Politics at nearly every level has become a nasty business. Uh, do you see any hope? For some civility in the near future, have you seen anything good happening that way? Well, you know, I have a lot of friends, um, you know, as Republicans. I, I mean, I was a Republican until I ran for state Senate. I actually became a Democrat at that point. But um, but I, I have a lot of friends on both sides of the aisle. We, in the state treasurer's office this year, was able to get a lot of things done through the through the legislature. And, uh, and again, that's a, you know, Republican-led organization. You know, when we, we approach them with you know, sound ideas that would help regular Kansans. Uh, they welcomed it. And, and uh, so I, I'm hopeful. Um, there are times where I get really discouraged like everybody else, but I think it, it starts with individual people like myself and, and even our, uh, you know, citizens. I think we need to expect civility from, from our politicians. And when they don't, we need to challenge them on that. Uh, so what motivated you to, to take that treasurer job? You know, I'd been I'd been a banker for forty years, and uh, the 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 things that we do here fit really well with my skill set. You know, we we issue all the bonds for um, cities, counties, and school boards, and uh, for the state. And you know, with my experience with the two big bond issues for Wichita, I understood how that worked. We we do linked deposit loan programs. Um, those are lending programs, and and being a banker, I was able to, I did a lot of lending. And then we also uh, work with our 529, our Learning Quest, our higher education accounts, and again with my public ed experience on the school board and higher education, you know it fits really well with there. And then we also get to do the unclaimed property. So um, you know I love to be able to find and re- reunite people with their money. Well, that banking uh, background and understanding how <laughs> banking and, and money moving around works, that's that's pretty good qualification. Then it sounds to be like. Well, and it is. I mean, we we also you know manage all the cash services, the bank accounts, the the make sure that the the money is is in the account when it's supposed to be. We review all the checks that get written throughout the state. Um, and so when I sit down with our and we have a great professional staff here in the state treasurer's office, they they know their their job. They've been here for multiple uh, 
state treasurer's one one treasure uh, employee even when I came greeted me and says you're my eighth treasurer and so <laughs> you know they they're here time in and time out but you know it's really interesting when they suggest something you know I understand the terms that they're using and we're able we were again we were able to to get some things done in the legislature because I was able to to talk to legislatures legislators and help them understand how this would improve the cash situation for the state or the financial situation of the state. So, so I'm very proud of the work that we've done, just even in, in 150 days. How many people on your staff, how many people are working for you there in the treasurer's we, office? We have about 33 positions, I believe. Um, we are going to add a position because we, uh, the state legislator asked us to, to offer loans to cities and counties for the uh, high utility rates in, in uh, February. And so we are going to add a position for that because we're going to go from about 17 loans to almost 1,000. And so uh, we've, we've got to do that. But we've got people in, in unclaimed property, uh, fiscal services, and our IT area, and then administration. Those are our, our four big areas. So how has the COVID pandemic impacted your operation? Well, you know, after uh, March last year, um, everyone was sent home by the previous treasurer. Um, and they started putting plans together on how to continue to serve um, Kansans with unclaimed property and fiscal services. Some of those people were able to work from home. Um, we have a number of employees that have been here in the office the whole time, so we've made sure that they're you know six feet apart and, and wearing masks and those types of things. And we have some folks that are hybrid that, that come in occasionally and others that stay home. In um, mid-June, we're going to bring everybody back, and uh, they'll start working here again uh, following safety protocols and keeping people uh, far enough away so that they, they're they not, uh, you know, breathing on each other, doing those kinds of things. And we'll have a few people probably continue to work from home because there's some reasons it's not a bad idea. You know, there's uh, in case of inclement weather or security risks or things like that, we can make sure that bank accounts and, and programs continue no matter uh, if they're in the building or not. Now let's uh, talk about some of those programs and services. Uh, let's begin with uh, ABLE. What is ABLE Savings? Okay. A, an ABLE account stands for uh, a better life experience. It's a special tax advantaged account for uh, those who live with uh, handicaps. So an individual that, that has a handicap uh, that they obtained before the age of 26 qualifies. And, um, you can put money aside uh, and and it interest uh, tax-free until you pull it out. And if it's used for approved uh, life expense, and it's, it's even tax-free at that point, the, uh, the, the real benefit of this is that it, most of the time, if someone's receiving Social Security or Medicaid um, for, because of their disability, they can only have up to $2,000 in assets. And so this allows parents, grandparents, and whatnot to put some money aside for those individuals. Um, and it doesn't uh, hurt their qualifications for Medicaid and, uh, and, and SSI, Social Security. So it's really a way to um, prepare and uh, equip individuals for long-term uh, needs, you know, housing, uh, education, you know, those types of things. Um, and they, it doesn't affect their, their SSI. They can, you can put up to $15,000 a year into the account, and even more if the handicapped individual is working. So, um, so folks with a disability, this is a great way to, to, to have assets and not to lose qualifications. So who's eligible for that when you talk about disabilities? It, it, it would be any individual that has a disability. Um, it can be under you know, any age. Uh, they just have to have a disability that would qualify them for Social Security benefits or Medicaid 
um, and, if, and, and they have had, would have had to receive the, um, hand, the handicap before age 26. Now, there is legislation in Congress. Um, Senator Moran, our own Senator Moran from here in Kansas, is one of the co-sponsors. They're uh, hopeful to move that age up to 46, that if you've received a, a, a disability, it could be brain injury, it could be blindness, it could be um, you know, a variety of different handicaps. Um, and, and we've got a, a website that you can click on, and it will take you to our specialists that work with that each and every day. Now, I was going to – my next question was uh, regarding ABLE and your other programs. How's the best way for listeners to find out more? Obviously, you've got a webpage, right? Yeah, we do. Um, you can go to um, – you can Google Kansas State Treasurer, but uh, the best website is kansascash.ks.gov. So the word Kansas, the word cash, .ks. .gov, G-O-V. And that can help them find, uh, there's a, a web link that says services, and you can click on a variety of different things, the ABLE, the Learning Quest, the Unclaimed Property, Scholarship, uh, you know, Fiscal Services, you name it, it, it's right there. You're listening to Issues 2021 on the Odyssey radio stations, and our guest is Kansas State Treasurer Lynn Rogers. Let's talk about the Learning Quest 529, and I understand you've had a, a special program or a uh, an event, Celebrate 529 right. Savings Plans. Tell us about uh, 529, Learning Quest. 529. Well, uh, 529 is the tax code that it uh, appears in. And it, again, it's a tax savings account. Um, and it's, uh, it allows individuals to put up to $3,000 individually or, or 6000 for couple for an individual for higher education. So a parent or grandparent can start an account, put that money aside. Uh, it earns interest tax-free. You can decide how you want to invest it from a very aggressive to, you know, very conservative. Um, all of the earnings, uh, if you pull it out, uh, are tax-free. Again, if you use it for tuition or fees, those types of things. And because of it's 529, we tied it to May 29th, which is 529 on the calendar. And uh, we hosted events in uh, Topeka at the, the Children's Discovery Center at Manhattan, the Flint Hills Children's Discovery Center, and then an exploration place here in Wichita. And uh, we just had hundreds of kids come each day. We tried uh, to talk to parents and, and explain starting now, no matter what the child's age is, whether they're three or four or, or 15, um, anything you can start uh, putting money aside for, for savings will keep you from having to, to borrow that much money. And uh, it just makes uh, education a little bit more affordable. You know, you know education has gotten so expensive. Um, and so anything we can do to help Kansans uh, pay for it, uh, we want to be able to do that. You mentioned the figures three to six thousand dollars. Is that is that total, uh, or is that a year? Um, that's or? how much each. Uh, like a, a couple, if they opened it for their uh, child, they could put three thousand in, and the the uh, or the spouse, the two of them together, can put six thousand. Grandparents can also contribute that same amount and get the same Kansas tax deduction. There's not a federal deduction, but there is a, a Kansas income tax deduction for three thousand per year. You can split that over a number of different kids, or you can put 3000 into each uh, grandchild's account as well. We've got some grandparents that have started it, uh, and uh, you know they, they, that's how much you can put per year, but over a course of year. And, and we even have a, a crowdsourcing mechanism that, that there's a link that the parent can get and pass it on to aunts and uncles. And instead of buying maybe a $25, $25 gift for you know, a, a holiday of some kind, they can just stick that money right into the, the child's uh, education account. And, of course, if anybody planning their child's education, 
we know that the, those, some of these young people get into really big problems with student loans, don't they? Yeah, exactly. And um, we even have a, a program to help on that, too. But, uh, you know, the nice thing is these learning quests have done very well with the stock market recently. And so, you know, again, the earlier you can start contributing them, the better. We also have a, a program on our website that we, we partner with with Sally May, which is the big student loan uh, organization. Um, they have a program that we call Scholarship. And it's a website that you can go in and register for, and you can obtain, um, uh, go into a database of over 6 million scholarships, totaling almost $30 billion. And you can go in and put information about yourself. You can do it as a student. You can do it as a parent. And, uh, and, and then it'll do a search of this database of what um, scholarships you might be qualified for. And you can um, then apply for them. It gives you the details of does it need an application, does it need an essay, you know, those types of things. And we'd really like to see more Kansas kids use that because that brings money back into the state. And, again, every dollar they get in a scholarship, that's one less dollar that they have to either use from their 529 or, uh, or a student loan. Let me backtrack just a little bit uh, on the Learning Quest 529. Do you have any idea, Lynn, how many families uh, have been helped by this program? Well, we have uh, over $9 billion in Learning Quest uh, deposits. And we have over 270,000 accounts. Now, there uh, about 130,000 of those are probably Kansas families. The rest are, are uh, folks from all over the country. Some states don't have the tax benefit. And so um, we work with a company called American Century, and, and they also work with uh, Charles Schwab. And so many of those accounts are through the Learning Quest, and they come from California or wherever. But uh, there's over 130,000 Kansas families that are, that are getting a benefit from, uh, uh, from the 529 Learning Quest accounts. Now back to scholarship, you know, what an excellent idea. I've, have, I've put two kids through college, or two young people through college, and uh, I'm, I'm aware of the fact that there are a lot, a lot of scholarships out there available. And I don't know the, that most folks even know about that when they're planning to, to, to go to college, but uh, that scholarship, that's, that's a really, really uh, good idea. It could be very useful if you've got a young one who's uh, heading off to college. Oh, exactly. You know, it's a free service. Uh, I didn't realize there were six million, you know, scholarships. I mean, there are scholarships for tall people, short people, um, you know, different types of uh, fraternal groups, uh, uh, congregational church groups. Um, you know, if you're going into a particular field of study, you know, they give you scholarships. And, and what's really great is if you tried to find all those scholarships on your own, you'd literally spend um, hundreds uh, of hours to try to, and, and you, then you wouldn't even be able to find them. So one of my assistants is going back for grad school, and it, it'll work for that as well. There's not as many grad school, uh, but, you know, he found eight or ten that he could possibly qualify for. So um, <laughs> wow. they weren't big amounts, but, you know, you get two or three of those, and they, they start adding up. You bet. Now let's talk about unclaimed property. Uh, tell us yeah. about that. That's ongoing, right? Yes, it's ongoing. We have uh, we're the trustees for uh, almost four hundred million dollars of unclaimed property. This is money that was in savings accounts, checking accounts, uh, uh, stocks and bonds. Could be even assets that are from uh, a fa- uh, safe deposit box. Uh, after a certain number of years, I think it's like five years for a checking account, if, if there is no activity, and that means there's no deposits, withdrawals, uh, pay, um, statements get returned, those kinds of things, that money is turned over to the state. And then it's our job to help find the uh, individual to, uh, to get it back to them. So there could be um, utility deposits. There could be the last paycheck. I was recently at a restaurant, and I asked my waiter, 
you know, what her name was, and she gave it to me, and we looked it up, and there was a, a small check, $29, from her previous employer, and she had totally forgotten about it. So she was able to call and, and claim it. So we have, you know, small amounts, 5 to $10. We have always up to uh, folks that have a million dollars with us that we're trying to locate. How so, much uh, How much property have you been able to return in terms of dollars? We, and cents? Since, since January, we've returned almost $8 million. Um, the average claim is about $195, uh, so it, it can, can vary. I, you know, I found... $95 for my daughter, you know, on a, on a uh, debit card that, uh, you know, a gift card that, that was under her name. Um, we actually even just did a, 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 a check of folks that were on the unemployment uh, records for the Department of Labor, and we located those recipients had almost $932,000 uh, uh, available through unclaimed property. So we're trying to reach out to that community and let them know that, we have this money that they they can they can get a hold of, you know maybe in some cases small as twenty dollars you know half a tank of gas but you know again for folks that that are needing it we we want to get it out to them and we think it's better that it's in your checking account than it is in ours. Right and and uh, how does a person again go about to checking out see if they if they're eligible they go to your webpage. Um, again, if they go to our website kansascash.ks.gov, there's a link that you click on for unclaimed property. You can plug in your first name and your last name, and uh, and again how you maybe how you found about it, and then it'll search that name. And uh, so we want people to check maybe under a maiden name if your name is is misspelled regularly. You you want to do it. You know we returned twenty two thousand dollars to the city of Wichita recently. Um, you know we know the school district has money. Um, we're working with them on getting that back to them. We know Wichita State has money for them. In a lot of cases, it's you know it's not your fault or their fault that it's here, because if a if if a check gets mailed to you and it gets returned to the vendor for some reason, maybe the postman uh, doesn't find the address, it's a or whatever reason, um, it gets turned over to us in about a year. And so, you know, oftentimes people are surprised to know that we have money for them. So and it's and that money gets turned over to us throughout the year. So you want to kind of constantly check the KansasCash.ks.gov website and search for it. You can even search for uh, your friends' names, your family names. You could have grandparents' uh, trust money uh, from their, their estate, um, and our staff will then work with you. We found money for Red Cross, uh, United Way, you know, different charities as well that uh, we want to get back to them as soon as we can. What's next for the Kansas State Treasurer's Office? What's going on in the next few months? Well, we're, uh, we're going to be busy on the road getting out to people and talking about unclaimed property and promoting the 529 accounts. Uh, we think, you know, before school starts, summer is a good time for everybody to kind of take a breather for education and say, okay, how do we help them start? Uh, we'll also be preparing for the next legislative session. One of the, my dreams would be that we offer a retirement savings account um, for individuals. Uh, 55% of Americans don't have access to retirement savings through their employer. And, uh, you know, research has shown that the best way to reach uh, or to help people save for retirement is directly from their paycheck into a retirement account. So we'd love to see if we could offer some kind of a system. That'll take legislative work, but we're hoping uh, we're working with the AARP on that and helping to, to promote that as an area. We'll, uh, we have some summer conferences to go to. They're going to start meeting again. Some are still virtual, but uh, we're going to be on the road quite a bit and uh, really excited about that. Well, it sounds like you're, you've found a job that uh, you've done some things, some things in your career, and you've found a job that's a pretty good fit. Sounds like you're having a pretty good time as state treasurer. 
I, I do. I, you know, I, I commute to, uh, to Topeka every uh, week and, uh, uh, but love to get home to Wichita on the weekends. And, uh, that'll be short change because we're going to be out in the road on some of those weekends going forward. But, um, you know, I really just love being able to serve Kansans. I think, you know, this is a position that's really kind of a nonpartisan job. It's just, you know, it needs to come down to, can they, uh, do they understand banking? Do they understand, uh, lending? You know, those kinds of things. And so it, it has been a very good fit for me. All right. So when you were a little kid, did, did, you, did you dream about growing up to be state treasurer? Or uh, I always wanted <laughs> I, to be know, a, like, I wanted to be a cowboy, but that didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't work out. Uh, you know, I, I tell people, you know, as a banker, and you know, having access to all the the checking accounts, you know, that's kind of a dream job. You know, it's just, uh, uh, you know, uh, either, we have a lot of controls, so I, you know, I don't get to touch anything. But uh, but it is it is fun for for uh, uh, somebody that that grew up thinking about banking. All right, hey, listen, hey, sp- thanks for spending some time with us. We appreciate it, and uh, sounds like you got some uh, very uh, helpful programs going on, and we appreciate your time this morning, Lynn. Thanks again for being with us. Our guest is Kansas State Treasurer Lynn Rogers. That's all for this edition of Issues 2021. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.